This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Pangarang and Jebel people. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge their continuing calls for justice. Well may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General. You know I've searched my heart to prove There's better ways to push and pull Hey, whatever gets you through these days Hello and welcome to Well May We Say, a progressive podcast about Australian politics. This is episode 160 for Thursday, 27th of July, 2023. I'm Jeremy Siapirko, and each week, each episode, I will be joined by a different guest host to help me discuss what's just been happening in Australia, what's likely to happen, and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest host is a returning guest host. Indeed, um, he last appeared on the podcast back in February, but also he appeared on the very last episode. How does that work? Who could it be? Wait a minute. No, but how could he both be on the last episode, but also not appeared on the podcast since February on a weekly podcast? It doesn't make any sense. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. Hey, Nick Carr, welcome back. Hello, Jeremy. Can you solve this mysterious riddle? I can solve this riddle, Jeremy. You've 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 got a very busy life, and uh, and it often takes you away from the the thrill of podcasting, which is a shame. So. I'm I'm glad to have been the one to drag you back into it. It's so fucking hard. Like this is, I think about the third or fourth episode that I prepared a writing sheet for, and then not got, and then well tonight I'm actually doing it. But um, it's so hard. Like you've got <laughs> on the weekend I've got kids running around, and and during the week there are a couple of points during the week that I could do it, but you know other guest hosts will be at work, and then in the evening, yeah. you know I've just put children to bed, and I'm you know dribbling into the couch yeah yeah it's hard to um it's hard to work up the the energy needed to um to deal with australian politics for an hour if you've uh if you cooked at the end of the day like it's it's not easy to do well you see part of the uh way that i've managed to keep sane is you know still being able to rant a little bit on twitter but of course as twitter is disappearing because it's being run by a complete lunatic who like, come on, it's got to be a scam. It's got to be like a Brewster's Millions thing at this point. It's got to be something where... It's got to be the thing... That, you know, that vulture capitalism thing where you take something and rip it into pieces. But, you know, Elon is busy destroying Twitter, so I will have to go back to podcasting because there won't be anywhere else for me to rant. Yeah, that's fair. See, I've never really been... I think I have a Twitter account, but I think I've tweeted like four times and no one gave a shit, so I gave up very quickly. Um, but and uh, I think I'm technically on it, but I I don't really log in much, if at all. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm not. I haven't really like any time something something's happened with Twitter. I'm like, ah, who cares? Whatever. It's never been a big deal of big deal of me. But I think it's funny. I think we've hit that point where we keep with crazy billionaires and millionaires and stuff. Like I suppose uh, definitely living in the post-Trump era, we keep expecting it to be like some sort of prank or like you know it's like you know when Joaquin Phoenix was going down the drain and then it just turned out to be this weird character thing for some fucking weird hip hop documentary or whatever that fucking turned out to be whatever weird shit he did. I've blocked. And we that. keep thinking every time a billionaire. Oh really? No. Yeah. Well, now now he's busy was, trying to. Isn't he now trying to make Napoleon seem like? Yeah. Okay. Sure. He you know brought back slavery and oppressed many people, <laughs> but but you know Joaquin's gonna make make him. Uh, 
Well, maybe he's not. You know, it's not, not not like Joaquin made Commodus likable. So maybe maybe that's not the aim. I don't know. Uh, look, the, these are this is what's on the running sheet. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Here's here's hoping that we get to it before we all you know collapse. Mm-hmm. There's Dan cancelling the Commonwealth Games, which I think there's stuff to talk about. There's the um, I actually mm-hmm. wanted to talk like is this too late now? The bit where they were accusing Maureen Faruqi of hypocrisy because she's a, a Green senator who's supporting Max Chandler in relation to the housing stuff, and yet she was building some apartments and going to cut down a tree. So she's a hypocritical Greens. Now, I did want to talk about this because oh, yeah, I... Yeah. No, we can definitely talk about that, yeah. Well, I just think there's a general point to make about the, this calling hypocrisy on progressive people who want to change the system but then also live within the system and, like, the way that we instinctively defend that being like... Because the Greens come back and they're like, oh, they're not luxury houses, they're ordinary houses and they're not smashing down the tree that the koalas live in that was that one yeah. staying and like they've debated it on its merits of no that's not that's not what she was doing it's falling into their trap yeah 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 Absolutely. whereas surely the rebuttal yeah. is hey if marine furuki is a rich dickhead who a landlord who owns a whole lot of investment properties let's change let's really show her hey hey all of you right-wing yeah. people who are suddenly against the thing that she's doing whereas you're literally in favour of the policies that enable it, but when she does it, you're opposed to it for some reason, despite being in favour of those policies. Hey, let's show her. Let's show Maureen Faruqi, the, the evil landlord yeah, that you're painting her as. Absolutely. Let's get her by yeah. passing what the Greens are advocating for. That'll learn her. That'll teach her a lesson. Yeah, yeah. You know, to really fuck her shit up, ending capital gains tax. That will really fuck her shit up. Yeah, let's th- do it. Let's yeah, get yeah. her. Oh, that greeny idiot's going to suffer. <laughs> the Greens are filthy, landlord hypocrites and we should yeah punish them as the landlords that's, they are that's great you know uh, that we can take that even further too because don't they reckon that all, all the greenies now are just doctors and solicitors and shit like let's take that even further let's expand bulk billing because you know they, they all, all the doctors are saying yeah. they can't make money out of bulk billing let's let's go back to bulk billing that'll really fuck those greenie doctor idiots up oh. get them. Oh, yeah good okay pay. yeah so the green elites Let's let's f them by expanding public education to to really make sure you know get get ordinary people into those higher institutions of learning. That'll really learn them. Let's make sure that we we really punish the greens by getting more public education funding. Let's let's harm those green voting doctors by with more bulk forcing more bulk billing and yeah, um, and then let's get mm-hmm. all those greeny landlords by um, removing capital gains tax concessions and removing negative gearing on investment properties. Look, I'm with all the right wing people who really want to change these policies to get to the Greens. Yeah, yeah. let's let's get the Green MPs. This, I think I don't think anyone's thought of this yet. I think we've cracked it because, uh, yeah, I think this is the way to go because there's nothing they love more than dunking on progressives. So if, if we if if this is how we do it, if this is the game we play, let's play that game. I'm I'm down for it. You know, and it always, it always strikes me as a bananas line because. The, the hypocrisy game is an idiotic one because it's really just who calls hypocrisy first. Because, like, the, the, yeah, yeah. It, you can it just as easily turn back to all of these right-wing people criticising her and calling her a hypocrite by going, but you guys support all the shit that she's doing. You're the fucking hypocrites. You're, like, suddenly opposed to it just because <laughs> someone you don't like. Like, both sides, if you're going to run that line, and it's assuming, of course, that what she's doing is inconsistent with what the Greens are actually advocating. Unfortunately, I don't think the Greens are advocating strong enough policies that would really whack her, frankly. The Greens aren't going bolshy enough, really. But the, mm. so she, I don't think she's being in any way hypocritical because the the um, what she's specifically done is not actually contrary to the policy she's advocating. But say that it was cool. Let's pass that. Mm. And you, the people who are calling hypocrite first, are the people who are exactly flipped on both on the other side, who are also being hypocrites. But it's also, as far as a progressive thing, I I would have just thought that I had a big argument with somebody on Twitter about this when it was because they're like, oh, she's letting the side down with her investment properties. I'm like, sure, it's not not ideal, but. 
why don't we just play straight back and go, if Marine Faruqi and any other Greens MPs are investors, um, if investors, if you've got all these rich people who they like, they like to be like, hey, look in these rich electorates, there's a bunch of people voting Green. Fucking great. I, I'm more than happy with rich assholes voting against their class interests for the benefit of the rest of us. Yeah. Fucking great. Exactly. There's it's, nothing yeah, principled. Yeah. There's a rich person who votes for their own self-interest. Yeah, it's it's more principled than anything. And that's that's why they attack it with hypocrisy, and that's where, you know, the Greens do fuck up by, like, yeah, like you said before, fighting it on the wrong terms. They, they sort of start going, oh, well, you know, it's not luxury stuff and all that. You know, like, that's where the real... That's where we really let ourselves down, because it's the wrong argument. Yeah, it, it should just be... Well, no, actually, she's advocating for something that is against her self-interest, which is something that none of the rest of them have ever done. No other politician does. Yeah. If anything, that should put her up on a pedestal. She's willing to fuck herself over to make our lives better. How sick is that? That's great. I'm into that. Yes, that's exactly it. That's the thing that drives me bananas, this yeah. class trader nonsense. Like like a rich person is more ethical if they selfishly advocate for their own self-interest. Hey, those rich people who vote for the Liberal Party, you, can, you know, at least they're consistent. They fuck over the poor, and they vote for more policies that fuck over the poor. We'd be much better off if they voted against their self-interest. That's the principal mm-hmm. thing. Well, that, I mean, that's that's what makes that's what makes the conservatives so mad about people like Marine Freaky because they're like, but no, you're meant to be one of us. Like, why why don't you get it? Like, we're meant to look after ourselves. What are you doing? Now, the second, shut up, Shh, you're ruining it. And then somebody come back and be like, hey, hey, but we call like like we we get stuck into Labor MPs when they go off and join a mining company and and uh, when they go off and do all that. And, they, you know, we're more than happy to criticise them for what they do in their personal lives. I'm like, because that's the fucking opposite. That's where they sell us all out for their personal yeah. gain. That's the opposite. For their own benefit, that's the bad the version. Yeah, that's the bad thing. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Anyway, I thought we should that talk about the that last at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. We yeah, just if did... we can get to that, that'd be good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon we've got some things to say about that? No, fuck, we just did it. So there was that that we could talk about, or <laughs> we just did. So we've got Commonwealth Games, we've got Robodet, obviously has come back in, and I, and we also have the yes and no pamphlet come in now. Have you seen? So which one? Do, which one of those do you most fight at? So there's Robodet, the 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 fact that now we know that. I mean, already we already knew, but but in terms of the the personal the recommendation about specific people, obviously we're waiting to see if they turn into into actual prosecutions, but. Like you've got Labor being like, well, look, we, we've done it now; it's all solved. And what what are the people who, uh, the victims? There's no real compensation for them. The, the deal, like, they, what do they get? A, a couple of hundred bucks, if if that. Yeah, uh, that was it. That, didn't they? I, look, I haven't read enough about this, but didn't they? Get, they got fucked over by a class action or something, wasn't that it? Yeah. Like class action didn't go. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually wondering. Yeah. I haven't. Ever, I've never had done it. Had anything to do with class action, so it's not my area of law, mm. but. I wonder if, like, when there is a big class action like that, you should make sure that at least a couple of people are just piggybacking on it, but are not bound by it. And so yeah. that if the if the the dickheads running the big one fold, then they've basically carried the other ones, and the other ones can keep fighting for more. They've carried yeah. them to that point, yeah. like <laughs> piggyback on the class action right up to the end when the class action folds, and then fucking fight the rest of it. Yeah, and they keep going. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about any of it. I just heard. I think was it. I heard someone talking about it on was it Serious Danger or something or whatever. Oh, Asher, was Asher was on Serious Danger and did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and um, but yeah, that does seem fucking horrific. That they've just like I don't. Again, it's the same. It like this issue and the same as like 
it's just yet another one in the stream of like the Banking Royal Commission and Gladys Berejiklian and shit. Like, we really need to see some actual fucking heads roll. Like, we actually really, we do need to get out the guillotines a little bit because it, like, if nothing happens off the back of this, Robert, that shit, if, if people don't really fucking go down and go down hard, then people aren't going to have, like, any faith in anything. And it's everyone's just going to get so more apathetic and fucking over it. Like, people are just going to... Like, if this... If that many people getting fucked over to the point where people are committing suicide left and right, and, and you know, it's that widespread and that... And, like, just blatantly criminal. Yeah, they knew. They like, knew it was unlawful. They didn't care. Yeah. Um, Yes, Catherine Campbell losing her $900,000 year job at, um, what was it, doing for August? She was doing something? Okay, so yeah. the public citizen lost her job, but she hasn't been prosecuted yet for it. Like, they knew it was unlawful. Yeah. It was, and it was obviously unlawful. Like, they, the whole design of it was bullshit from the very beginning. Like, it was really obvious. You can't average. Yeah. You have a system that assesses people's eligibility for um, Social Security on a fortnightly basis, and you're going to average out a yearly figure from the tax office and then make send out debt notices on the assumption that was the that that was consistent throughout the year. It's a fucking absurd thing to do in the first place. They knew it was shit. But what was no. the aim? The aim was to um what was the thing actually quoted on serious stage? It was the, the she was quoting a, another person who I don't know who that is. But the bit of like the purpose of a system is what it does. Yeah. And and what yeah, what did it do? Yeah. It punched the poor, it it um it sent a massive uh, warning to anyone to stay away from Social Security if you can possibly survive without it. So they basically yeah. achieved their aim of bullying people out of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and it was, yeah, just just an excuse to win political points by doing the one, one of the two things that they do very well in this country if the Conservatives want to win elections. Shit on poor people, shit on immigrants. Like, that's... Um, and, and, you know, like it's, they do, you can see it again in everything they're doing now, this, the, the, you know, the current opposition or whatever doing it like, uh, like they're, they're starting to blow all the same old dog whistles and even, okay, I know this isn't the opposition, but even, like in Toowoomba here where I'm living, um, a few of my friends on the other side of town have already started getting pamphlets and flies in the mail from the, uh, what did they call themselves? The Australian... Oh, I was like some version of like Australians First Alliance or something like that. Some sort of Australian, like just using the word Australia and then just cover up for neo-Nazi organization. And it's blaming inflation and all that sort of stuff on immigration again. Like it's already doing, and even though, like, yeah, we're so good at shitting on the poor, shitting on immigration in this country and it works. It scares people and it works. And that's what Robodet was meant to do. It was meant to just give someone an excuse to go, we're scared, let's shit on the poor. And it just had no thought of the consequence of that sort of action at all. It's disgusting. Yeah, so it really, it doesn't just work for them in the sense of a political game because, you know, so coming out as you're, you're being cruel to the poor is insanely a, a vote winner for you can fan up that resentment yeah. in the working class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As, yeah. as if, as if social security being low and, and, and people starving isn't actually what's driving down wages. Like wages are low. No, yeah. If you pay, if your social security was at the poverty line, like all the, all the employers who complain and say, Oh, but if you pay them that much per week, how would I get people to work in my shop? You'd have to pay yeah. them a fucking living wage. You monsters. The idea that yeah, you're paying them below subsistence because otherwise they'll... And they'd take it because Social Security is so low they'll otherwise... That it's... 
that your below subsistence payment is still better. That's fucked. You would have to pay them more, mm-hmm. and that would push up all wages. So everybody is like, oh, why? Why is cost of living rocketing ahead of my wage? Well, because of shit like social security being half the poverty line, um, the fact that we've crushed industrial relation, uh, industrial rights. Yeah. All of these things are not an accident. And and now yeah. you mention it, I it I do. I think you're right. It had the other effect, not just of. Um, not just of bullying people out of applying for social security. Oop, just for the listeners at home, Jeremy's taking off his jumper, starting to get a bit steamy. This pod, uh, this, this, uh, this Zoom chat's getting hot. All right, here we go. I, I don't know how sexy this black T-shirt is. Is it, is it sexy, Nick? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's exactly as sexy as my black T-shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> We're both rocking the blackies. Now. Anyway, so, mm. so yeah, that's. I suppose the other point of the maybe the other point of the robot thing was fanning up in you know your your. Um, liberal voting audience reinforcing this idea of people on social security as being crooks and rip-off artists and con artists so to reduce the sympathy so that you can get away with keeping social security at half the poverty line. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. In the same way as, and that's a neat segue, although I'm still going to press the stop button and play a little musical Mm -hmm. sting. What I've realised is that, that going from one thing to the next actually makes the podcast harder to listen to because it's like just this long ramble. Yeah. So I should actually do a neat... So this whole thing of like, look, here's a neat segue. No, fuck that. I should just like stop suddenly with a screeching halt <laughs> and then just launch into the next topic. Yeah. That's professional podcasting. I and I think that'll that'll bring people back. What was I going to say? Oh, the segue. Yeah. Because that, that's a neat segue into the, the, the voice campaign, which since we last recorded in... Checks notes February. Obviously, a bunch of bunch of shit has happened with it, mm-hmm. uh, and and now we've got the yes and no pamphlets out. But that that has also been this whole thing where they've worked like when they first were proposing the voice, and all of a sudden we got all this. Oh, indigenous people are letting their children run around wild in Alice Springs, and all this shit demonising indigenous people because, you know what? It it's not even fucking subtle now. It's if they want to pass policies that shit on the poor, they just launch a whole campaign about how the poor are a, a criminal, doll-bludging crooks who need to be kept in line, and when they want to whack Indigenous people and not have the voice pass, suddenly we're getting a whole lot of stories about the alleged moral failings of Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny that that's, that happens each Weird time. Weird timing, right? Yeah. yeah. And so have you seen... Uh, the, the Yes and No pamphlets have come out now. Have you seen the Yes and No pamphlet that's come out from the ASC? I haven't. I haven't read them because uh, everything I've heard about them so far makes me so goddamn angry because uh, from what I've heard, the conservative... The, the, the no side has been able to just put in whatever incorrect bullshit they want in there. And yeah, yeah, because the ASC is not fact-checking Because it's it. not fact-checking, which... Is just insane. <laughs> so it comes out with the AEC thing on it. People will assume yeah. it's got some fact. You know, they couldn't just lie in an official pamphlet. Yes, they no, can. Yep. Yes, they can. But you. Would- yeah, they can. But that's like again. It's this. It's this fucking two sidesism that like gives equal weight to everything. Like you know that we have to give each argument equal weight regardless of the merits of the argument. And it's just it makes me so fucking depressed because it is at the core of everything that's wrong with how things are going. Like, it is the central note of where everything's going wrong is that every time the journalists report one thing, they have to then say the other side says this without any sort of, you know, sometimes if you're lucky, you'll get Carvelis or something on ABC on a good day being like, well, yeah, look, they say this, but that's probably just the politics or whatever. You know, look, there's... No, 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 no. Only if, only if it's something progressive, then they, then, no, then the conservative side has to be... Has to be <laughs> okay, it doesn't yeah, work in yeah, reverse... Yeah. 
They, there's yeah, plenty no. of conservative shit that happens where nobody goes and talks to the Greens or anything and finds out the, the mm. lefty version. No, that, that's, oh, that's... Oh, yeah, absolutely No, not. no, it's, yeah. it's just the... It's, I, I don't think that both sidesism is the fair thing. It's just we've always got to hear the insane right-wing bullshit side. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, that's fair. Yeah. And the Yes campaign in this is doing the same shit they did in the marriage equality vote too, where when the right comes back and does the slippery slope, oh, well, what, what, if, the, what if they want to change Australia Day or what if they want to talk about a treaty or what if they want to do any of the little things that, like, it's only a voice. Yep. They don't have any power. Yeah. All they can do is advocate for things. Yeah. And the yes side is doing the same stupid n- ruling it out shit. No, no, that won't happen. Mm. So when the um, no side in marriage equality was like, oh, next it'll be trans rights. And the yes campaign threw trans people under the bus and was like, no, no, this is a totally different issue. That that won't happen. <laughs> and, and then, of course, well, when of course the trans people aren't going, well, fine, well, I guess the yes campaign in marriage equality said we're fucked, so I guess we just have to be fucked now. No, yeah. of course, yes, the trans activists mm. came up and were like, us now, okay, now now we can deal with our issue because you made us fucking sit by while we just dealt with with marriage equality for um, same sex couples, and then of course the right goes, see, we told you that was what would come next, and instead the yes should have came should have said, well, it's a different issue, but so it's got no bearing on it, but it may or may not happen. It's a different issue. It can be debated on its merits. We personally think it should happen, but that's got nothing to do with this issue <laughs> because that issue doesn't really come into marriage equality per se. Like, mm. the point is to remove the gender-specifying elements of the Marriage Act, and to the extent that that impacts on trans people, it will help them. And in, the th- in terms of other issues that are to do with trans people or poly people or any other separate issue that has different factors, that's a mm. different issue that can be de- debated on its merits. Like, the slippery slope is you're trying to be like, hey, there's something perceived to be bad about the next step, and this is a step, therefore, if this happens, the next thing must happen. If the next thing, if the thing that was wrong about the next thing is also wrong about this issue, then you can argue it directly. And the fact that you're only able to argue about the next issue implies that there's a distinguishing factor between the two. But yeah, the the Yes campaign did the fucking thing of throwing trans people under the bus and being like, ceding to the No campaign's idea that, that, okay, we accept that that's a bad thing, but it's different from ours, rather than saying, Probably a good thing. It should also happen, but that's not what this is about. Yeah. That's not what we're arguing today. Yeah. But, you know, we're on board with trans rights as well. And so we fucking yeah, should exactly. be. Yep. And so you should be, dickheads. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And if the voice wants to advocate for a change of Australia Day, great, they can advocate for it. That's, that's right. I mean, that's, all, that's all they're actually capable of doing anyway. But And treaty is part of the process. <laughs> like, why can't yeah. they fucking... Because this is the thing that shits me about the Yes campaign. It's not credible to say, by trying to be like, this isn't the treaty, like, they're, they're boosting the idea that the treaty is bad. Mm. because they're afraid of having people come back, rather than saying, treaty's a different issue, but when we do do treaty, it would be useful to have a particular, have a specific group representing Indigenous people that we can debate with, negotiate with, wouldn't it? Mm. Rather than having to negotiate with, um, you know, 100 groups around the country, wouldn't it be helpful if we did have a unified group that could, the Government of Australia can negotiate with? Mm. So when that issue comes up, it will be a more straightforward process for all of us, that's a separate issue of how we vote on a treaty. Hopefully we will do the right thing at that point. But the first step, we're just talking here about a voice. We've gutted it already. It's got no fucking power. Yeah, yeah. All it can do is talk to us. And we're all, all of you, all this idiotic rant about, oh, well, they, they'll be, I can't talk to my, lo- I can't talk secretly in the corridors of power. I don't have a special voice. So why should Indigenous people? Mm. Well, fucking, I don't know any of you right-wing assholes who are getting angry about all the fucking lobbyists walking around Parliament House. There's already yeah, plenty exactly. of lobbyists yeah, yeah. who got... There's already... I was making this point the other day to someone. There is already a voice in Parliament. 
but it's paid for at fifteen hundred dollars a plate at fancy dinners. Like, yeah. there is also there is already lobbyists in there getting a vote. All we're doing is equaling the playing field and saying, "Hey, indigenous people get to go to those same dinners." Essentially, like, oh, they won't go to the fancy dinners. We still won't let them eat fancy dinner. Absolutely not. But we'll let them go. We'll let them wander into the halls of parliament and have a crack. Like they can say they think we can still ignore them or whatever. You think the mining industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mining industry just just sends a letter to their <laughs> local MP and asks if they can have a meeting in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off! They don't. They fucking ring up the minister and get an appointment <laughs> yeah. that day. They threaten to pull funding if they don't get what they want immediately. Yeah. That's it. But they do it in vague terms so that they can't, you know, they don't get caught on Berejiklian's, uh, on Berejiklian's answering machine or whatever. That happened yeah. well in the last, since the last episode. Berejiklian, guilty, and Hikak made it very clear she was guilty of corruption. And if fucking New South Wales has suddenly whitewashed her to be like, oh, that poor woman, she just made a poor dating choice. Oh, we all love Gladys. Yeah, man. What the f*** going on there? Did you hear the extra... I mean, the original tapes are already bad enough, but did you hear the extra tapes that have come out since the decision was made? Like to You mean mean the 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 weird stuff about Daddy or whatever it is? It's like, no, was it... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the master in the bedroom or something? He's the boss. Jeez, yeah, she might be the boss outside. He's the... What, man, it really upsets. It's so foul. And what really upsets me is that even in this country... Even the corrupt politicians are kind of cucks. <laughs> like they're kind of shit. And like we can't even have cool corruption in Australia. We've got to have this fucking weird limp dick, some greasy old prick from the middle of fucking country going, "Oh, hey, darling, I'm the boss in the bedroom. You better do this. Give my shooting club a bunch of money, or else I'll smack you." <laughs> like it's so grim, man. It's it really listening to that made me feel sick in a way that I hadn't before. It was so upsetting. So gross. Yeah. Hopefully, something will come up. There'll be some follow up with Robotette because we. I think we sort of. Yeah. We somehow (laughs) we somehow moved on from that, but 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 I was going to cut in. I was going to cut in with a with a simple. Um, before we come back to the note, the note pamphlet. But when you were like, hopefully there'll be something come of this, I really wanted to have the narrator come in and go again. Narrator, Mm. uh, this is me from the future. Bad news, literally nothing fucking happened. Nothing came in. And we've screwed the poor even more brutally for the, you know, in the decades since. Fuck it all. The public sector executive or whatever. They gave her a slap on the hand. Uh, She was suspended from her current job at, where is she now? Um, At Orcas. Orcas, yeah. No, 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 she's, they, she's yeah, resigned. Suspended her for a couple of, she's resigned. Oh, she's resigned. Ah, uh, okay. Last I heard, they suspended her. So she lost her okay. $900,000 a year job. Yeah, yeah. That she had had she'll... for like almost a year after. Like, she had that job for a fucking long time after we knew yeah. about all this shit. So she's got another million bucks since then. So, oh, yeah. wow, what a punishment. They'll probably give her Alan Joyce's job when he retires. <laughs> when he gets sick of making heaps of money by losing it. No, no um, Mor- Morrison and, and Roberts need to be fucking prosecuted, but we'll see what happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Part of I, the only thing that gives me some hope is that when they, you know, is actually the fact that they didn't, you know, that they're keeping some of it quiet, you know, there's a sealed section, mm. is that maybe like the only reason they would do that is to, to sort of, combat this the you know the thing that everyone complained about during the perijuclean is that oh it was too public and it was trial by media and all this sort of stuff the only thing gives me any hope is that maybe they're doing that intentionally to combat that exact thing where they're like all right we're not letting everybody know we're not doing trial you know trial you know we're not we're not sort of giving it all the public so that the public make the decision beforehand we'll make the decision then tell the public so like that's the only thing gives me any hope at all that there might be something come of it is that they're not releasing that they're not talking about the sealed section stuff just yet so what you're thinking is that in the same way as we you know you know obviously we've got uh, the word unprecedented is banded about way too much nowadays mainly to do with the unprecedented 
climate. We're, we're in, you know, the, the hot, one of the hottest <laughs> days in recorded history. But what you're saying is that maybe this will be an unprecedented instance where finally corrupt politicians who do something horrible that really punches ordinary people in the face, like not just like a random scandal about a little bit of corrupt money here and, you know, not, not just Watergate-type shit where it's about who recorded what in a political fight and who, who tried to do something, you know, or, or, or even like a bit of dodgy bit of um, Ger- Gladys and, and Daryl Maguire who, um, you know, got funding for, a, for a, a project a bit dodgily and not, not that, an actual punishment for powerful people who very deliberately and specifically launched a campaign to really harm the most vulnerable people in the community. You're saying you, 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 you actually have some hope that we could finally have the unprecedented situation of some powerful asshole, the people who actually had made a deliberate decision to harm ordinary people and had done so, had real, real consequences for it. Nah, you're right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. I fucked that up. <laughs> I got carried away, man. I'm drunk. I, I wanted you, you know. to say yes. Yeah, I you sorry, to say dude. Yes. I really, yeah, I wanted no. you to bring me with you, Nick. Well, you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. I, I, look, man, I wanted to take you with me, but then you, when you lay it all out like that, I'm like, yeah, fuck. All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, you, it was you who did it, man. I was trying to help. I was trying to drag us out of this fucking pit, but uh, you got us right back in there. I right was getting excited. I was just sizzling it. I thought it was exciting. Oh, okay. I was getting excited oh. about it. I was like, we have unprecedented climate. Maybe we could have an unprecedented yeah. situation where, you know, in this weird situation where we finally, we've had a commissioner who was really pissed off with how the government hurt the poor and and there's a sealed section and the people who who did it are no longer in power. Mm. Like, maybe there is a hope that we could have this. Like, if it happens, I'm just saying, that's unprecedented. Like, I cannot it's think very unprecedented. Yeah, of yeah, where absolutely. that has ever happened. It would be very unprecedented. Yeah, where yeah. has that ever happened? Look, and don't get me wrong, it would be sick. I was excited about it, but yeah, man, when you lay it out like that, woof, yeah. I don't like our chances. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's too it, it it's it would yeah yeah it's too tasty. It's too tempting for it to actually happen. We don't get nice things in Australia anymore. Um, yeah, we just get shitty, shitty, watered down, lukewarm, brown garbage. Like the voice of brown Parliament. Um, sorry, back to that. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's it's, it's I, I understand why Lydia Thorpe and and, and it, it's pretty pretty nauseating that the no campaign is literally running both. At the same time, they're running a, oh, it's not enough mm. for, for progressive people. And a, it goes too far for conservative people. They're running yeah. these mutually, incons- mutually contradictory lines simultaneously, which they couldn't do in the pamphlet. Yeah, or they, yeah, they, yeah. I'll show you how they try and do it in the pamphlet, but it doesn't quite, you can't quite do it in the pamphlet. But yeah, in, ter- yeah, yeah. in terms of the Yes campaign, what I will say is, fucking stop playing, a, stop folding when they raise these things. Like the answer to them saying, oh, what if The Voice wants to talk about Australia Day, is to say, then they can talk about it. Like, we're not a fucking dictatorship. Mm. This is simply a body who can speak with some authority in relation to Indigenous people. Like, because yeah. nominated by Indigenous people. Like, that's literally what it is. Like, why should... What, why are you asking us? Are you asking us if we're going to force Indigenous people to talk about the stuff that we want them to talk about? That'd be, in, that'd be ridiculous. Like, mm. throw it back on the questioner. Instead of doing what the Labour Party's doing, which is going... No, they are only allowed to talk about stuff that's to do with Indigenous advantage. They'll talk about the, the closing the gap, and they'll talk about education and criminal matters. We're going to tell the mm. fucking voice what to say. 
Fuck off! That is not the point of it. You can't win yeah. it. You've already got a bunch of hurdles because the other side is opposed yeah. to it, and it's really hard to pass. It's fucking dead anyway. But yeah, they need to. Yeah, uh, I, I I think that that's a great point. That yeah, they they keep sort of trying to limit it and go. No, no, no. They won't be talking about that. Yeah, they will. They'll be talking about everything because literally everything that affects our lives affects Indigenous lives in Australia. Usually to a greater degree. So yeah, absolutely, they should be able to. Yeah, fuck yeah, they should get a say on AUKUS. They should be able to come in yeah. and say, "Hey, this shit's a fuck deal." We think that as well. Like, this is another group of Australians who thinks that AUKUS is a shitty fucking deal. Like, great, yeah. If they want to talk about changing the date of Invasion Day, like not celebrating an Australia Day on a fucking day that, cel- that c- commemorates the invasion of the fucking country, I know Labor can't run that argument because they're too g- scared about having an argument about it. Mm. But th- I don't know why they can't say. There's still a parliament. Parliament will still make a decision on on Australia yeah. Day. Indigenous people can, of course, advocate about it, and the voice can advocate about it. Yeah, they, they don't have the power to enforce anything, but of course they can advocate for something that's relevant. And so they fucking should. Are you afraid of debate? Questioner. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of that if indigenous if an indigenous voice advocates for Australia Day, that you won't be able to argue against it? Yeah, and it'll get changed. Then what's your problem? Yeah, that's it. Like either either you've got strong arguments against it. In which case, what are you afraid of? Or you don't, in which case, what's wrong with it? Yeah, who gives a shit? Fuck man. off! Yeah, dude, I, I genuinely, I mean, I really want the, the referendum to win because I'm scared of, of the effect that it will have if it loses. Like, I, and just confirm we're a racist fucking in a country yeah, run by fucking dickheads. It will be very demoralising and it will just, like, everyone will be too scared to try anything else for another 10 years or so, 10, 15 years or something. Like, I'm really scared of it. But I really genuinely think they lost that, they lost it before they even started when they advocated a, a, just a voice that didn't have any say. Like, it would be, by just giving it no power at all, like giving them no, like, sort of say, I think that's when they lost it because we can't point to anything and go, hey, this is a material way, this is going to be a material impact on Indigenous people's lives and all of our lives to make our country a better, fairer place where, you know, like, it, it doesn't, there's, at least the marriage equality thing had a tangible effect. It's like, here's how the country's going to be better afterwards. And yeah. I don't think they really have that here, and and because they well, don't, they could, they they yeah. could. I mean, if you if you okay, if they are going to do a piss weak voice that's got no actual power, it's just going to be a means of indigenous people being mm. having a, a, a being a, being able to be heard by a specific body that that's repre- that's supposedly representative. Uh, if I can lean on the point being that it is to do with treaty, then mm. if I can say, look, bottom line is Australia can't move forward from our the atrocities of our past. Mm. The, 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 the nation we want to move forward. Everybody here wants to be like you guys all want to be like I oh, was in the past. Let's move on. We can't do that until we deal with it. Yeah. So that's what voice treaty truth telling means. Yeah. You deal with the voice. You, you have it. I, I don't. I'm not sure why truth truth telling comes after treaty. I think truth telling before treaty. But anyway, mm. but that truth telling probably is the reason first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a truth-telling voice and treaty are the same. Are all part of the process of reconciliation? Hmm. Like, it, basically, why don't why don't they fucking frame it as the voice is to do with moving towards treaty? Yeah, it's not absolutely. the detail of any treaty. It's to do with it's and it's not even when the voice is passed. It doesn't force any treaty. It is simply a means of pro- progressing a step that on the way issue. to the treaty. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the step of being able to actually progress it, which mm. we can. So unless you want Australia to be mired in the the um, horrifying history in the past, and that's continue being a problem that we just is on our to do list that we've got to deal with at some point. Now is a chance to progress that, and that's what the voice. Why can't they fucking argue that that's that's the big point of the voice is to be able to do that, negotiate towards treaty, mm-hmm. and then we know what the issue is, and then we'll all get to vote on fucking on what the treaty is going to be. Yeah, like that's 
you, you can't fudge it. There's got to be... Anyway, I... No, I hear Doing you, it in this... But Labor... You're right. Labor is just trying to... And, and they don't... But they're, they're too gutless to argue anything. The same as the... Like, um, your, your fear is that if they lose this, then, oh, we t- years before they do anything again. And it's like, you know, negative gearing. Oh, we took that to the 2019 election and we lost. We, we took um, reigning in the fucking franking credit cash payback rort to the mm-hmm. 2019 election, and we lost. So I guess we just have to stick with them forever. The Liberals, when they lose on a, 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 an election on right-wing policy, they don't give up on the right-wing <laughs> yeah, policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just Absolutely bring it in not, later. Yeah. Labor's just yeah. like, oh, well, we tried doing one thing that wasn't shit and it didn't work immediately. So that's not a... Repre- you know, a, a, yeah. um, it's not evidence that we were shit at arguing because we should have fucking been able to win that argument. It is fucking embarrassing we lost it. We'll go again and do it yeah. better this time. They're like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you tried once and you failed. Never try again. The lesson is never try. <laughs> you never do anything. Yeah, never do anything unless the gambling lobby wants you to do it. Yeah, that's the lesson. So, do you want to know what the No Campaigns pamphlet says? Not really, <laughs> honestly. No. Okay, let's move on to this. Yeah, here's my, uh, here's my referendum vote. No. No, I don't want to know. It will just make me very angry. I mean, I think I heard about it already on a little bit of... I think The Guardian did a really great podcast. They're, they're doing a series of podcasts with it. And they had... Um, oh, who were the two guests? I think Kerry O'Brien was one of the guests. And he spoke very bluntly and very well about... Um, he, yeah, he, he called bullshit on a lot of stuff straight up, which I think he did a great job. If anyone... Wants- it's logical fallacy bingo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, it's, it's, okay, yeah. so... Reasons to vote no a summary. This rep- referendum is not simply about recognition. Okay, the voice proposal goes much further. No, it doesn't. Well, mm-hmm. if passed, it would represent the biggest change to our constitution in our history. That's no. a bold claim. Yeah, that's well, um, it re- and it relies I, on the fact that you know, not, I reckon ninety-five percent of this of the Australian population would just go, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, actually knowing nothing about referendums in history, would go, yeah, of course. Why? Why not? Okay, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Let's just refresh. This is exactly what the clause, the, the change would be. It, it inserts a 100, uh, after chapter 8, it inserts 129, uh, 129 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of Australia. One, there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Two, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Three, the Parliament shall, subject to this Constitution, have power to make laws with its respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including its composition, functions, powers and procedures. How the fuck is that the biggest change to our Constitution in our history? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's nuts. What? It's literally just they, Aboriginal people will be able to be, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people will be able to be heard, have a voice that the Parliament listens to. How is that the biggest fucking change not even close. It's ba- it's it's barely a change at all. Honestly, like that's that's and 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 that's what, what I was saying before. That's why I think we've already lost it because it is barely a change. It's not it's nothing concrete. And and the fact that it isn't anything concrete, you know, it doesn't give any actual real power or teeth. That gives the space for the progressive no. And as soon as you know we we lose a chunk of the yes, like. You know, if you work on the assumption, which, you know, I don't know, I don't really know the numbers, but, you know, like if, if it's going to be, you know, close to 50-50, as soon as we lose any numbers, like, you know, when you, when you, when you listen to how they need every, it needed to win in every single state or, you know, in the majority of states, something to win overall, as soon as you give any room for a progressive no, I think we just lose just on the numbers. Oh, sorry, prog- yeah, progressive no. I think we just lose on the numbers. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. It just. Without- I don't. I don't know how big the progressive no is though. Going to. Be. I don't. I don't know that's going to be huge, but it's more that they, 
that there's no narrative. And I don't know why they don't understand that. Because mm. um, it's not that hard. You just simply say it's more a body that we can, that, that Indigenous people can, can be heard on and make representations about things that do need addressing things like the treaty. Like, don't shy away from the point of it. Like, mm. the fact that they're afraid of treaty when that's obviously big part of what it's for and they're afraid of it. Fucking yeah. what? Why are you running away from it? You, it's the whole fucking... You're acting... When you run away from it, Labor, you make people think there's something to be afraid of. Exactly, yep. yep. And Rather than standing yep. up and saying, of course we have to progress with this. Anyway, that's the biggest change for a country, fucking liar. And then just random word salad. It is legally risky. No, it isn't. On what basis? With unknown consequences. If you say about anything, is it would be divisive and permanent. Yeah. Well, it would be permanent because it changes the constitution. But yeah. divisive... Well, no more than fucking like you guys said that about marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you guys were angry <laughs> about that. And we all. I'm honestly surprised that he just didn't throw in a couple of marriage equality arguments as well. Like you know, oh, if we if we allow this, people will be having sex with animals. Like I'm surprised they're not throwing shit in like that. You know, oh, they do try. They do try some slippery <laughs> shit. Um, and then if you don't know, vote no. Which is fucking yeah. like just brainless. Anti-referendum, but that'll violence. work. Like that—that's the upsetting thing. It's brainless and it's moronic, but that will. Well, work. It didn't work last time. If you don't know, though, no was was same. Like, like they oh, run really? that anti-referendum. Mm, okay. The main reason, the main thing that's different this time is apart from Labor not being able to run an actual coherent argument as to why this would help, um, and and then because Labor's just too gutless, and they're just like, oh no, it'll help with the you know the racist stuff that you already believe about how Indigenous people are shit. So, or, you know, will it help us deal with the ways in which Aboriginal people are shit, is the Labor Party campaign. Yeah. Oh, the way, you know, you know how you think Aboriginal people are, like, prone to drinking and, and crime and, mm. and you know, it'll help us deal with their, their problems. Now they can tell us is about the framing. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the ALP framing. It's yeah. fucking stupid and it's real really weird. insulting to Indigenous people. Fucking, anyway, it's, it's, it's really, it's even more upsetting because I remember, like, listening to everything at the start of Albanese's prime ministership when he's, whenever they talked about the voice, they, everybody, including him, talked about how important it was to get this right and how he was, like, devoting so much time and energy to making sure he doesn't fuck this and he has fully fucked it. Like, because he, he fucks everything up. Not a... Yeah, not only not a, he's he's like caught the he's caught the you know I'm gonna uh, attempt a sports and uh, metaphor and see if I don't fuck it up. But it's like you know he's in a bit of scrum, there's heaps of shit going on. He's caught the ball and he's just started running in a direction and he's like getting close to the finish line and then he's realised oh shit, I'm running in the wrong way. Our goal's back here. Fuck! And now he's turned around and he's trying to scramble, but it's too late. You know. And see, now I feel like we should move on to the Commonwealth Games thing because I do want to talk about that. But okay, let's, let's just go through. So this is their breakdown of risky. Mm-hmm. We all want to help Indigenous Australians in disadvantaged communities. However, this voice is not the answer and presents a real risk to our system of government. Now, the first framing is why well, fucking helping Indigenous Australians in disadvantaged communities is not the fucking point of the voice. Mm. And it's why you've just given them a, uh, a real risk to our system of government. Okay, you haven't been able to... They, they keep saying it over and over as if it's going to be evidence that it's a risk. Okay... This voice specifically covers all areas of executive government. This means no issue is beyond its reach. Well, sure, nor should it be, but that's just a voice. The High Court would ultimately determine its powers, not the Parliament. Mm, that's nope. literally everything in the Constitution. But the, but the mm. High Court can't just make up powers out of whole cloth. It doesn't have any. It's just... Yeah. Rep- like, 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 the High Court can't find that the, that the voice has the power to make... To make... Or- 
laws because yeah. specifically doesn't. Yeah. Like, you might as well say, um, yes, this change... You might as well have a, have a thing in there saying, um, we don't know that the High Court won't suddenly decide that Section 51 of the Constitution doesn't give the government the power to suspend all elections. I mean, it doesn't say that in the Constitution, but what if they decided it? We should abolish the High Court because the High Court could do anything. The High Court? No, it can't. If, if we're not careful, the High Court's going to give power to the Labor ministers to ride laser-headed sharks into Parliament and they'll kill everybody. Watch out. Just because the High Court hasn't done it yet doesn't mean the High Court won't. I mean, who knows? Fucking so dumb. It risks legal challenges, delays, and dysfunctional government. Like, that is everything in that section of risky is bullshit. None of that makes any sense. Unknown. No details have been provided on how members of the voice would be chosen or how it would operate. Australians are being asked to vote first before these details are worked out. Well, fuck. The Constitution doesn't set out what bills the, uh, the Australian Parliament yeah. can consider either. Like, it's just a voice. The Constitution isn't, it just sets out the framework. It's a framework where they can discuss things. or And, and how precisely... It's, the, the Australian Constitution didn't set out every element of how the makeup of Parliament worked either. Like, anyway, we haven't... We have it. A, a, Again, a it, relies on, it relies on the ignorance of the Australian people. It relies on, you know, there's no argument like them saying, you know, oh, it's going to give the... The Constitution going to give all these powers or whatever. Most people don't know what the Constitution is. They don't know what legislation is. They don't know how bills are passed in Parliament. They don't know, you know, they don't even know what the, you know, if you start talking about the upper and lower house, they don't even know what that is. Like, they don't know what the Senate is. They don't, like, they don't understand any of it. Like, that's the scary thing. Very few people actually pay enough attention. And that, and it'll it work. Like, anyway, yeah, sorry. I'm Australians just... should have the details before the vote, not after. We don't know how it will work. We don't know who will be on it. But we do know it will permanently divide us as Australians. What? Mm. Well, I mean, so does fucking having parliament. Yeah. Like, you could argue literally... Like you, you fucking assholes in the in the fucking conservative movement divide Australians. Yep, what having you... an opinion on anything divides everybody. You know, like anything that can have a, someone can have an opinion on seems to be dividing us anyway. So we're anyway, we, 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 this isn't even in the divisive section. The divisive they've got risky, unknown, divisive, and permanent. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're trying to fudge it. This is this is not very. We're some not... voice supporters say this would be just a first step to reparation. Some <laughs> this is this is like classic yes minister thing. Some people say, and to which the response is name one, mm. <laughs> name ten. Yeah. Anyway, some voice supporters say this would just be a first step to reparations and compensation and other radical changes. So what would come next? That's literally the slippery slope argument. Yeah. Well, and again, if, if reparations... again, I would argue repara. Yeah. Again, what we we're talking before. Cool. All right. If repara, if that that's the thing, sick. Great. You know, like, why not? That's part of treaty. Let's do it. Yeah, we would get an opportunity to be heard on it first. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not an automatic thing. It's like the voice happens and then immediately reparations are ordered. Like, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I just don't understand why reparations are a bad thing. It's like, yeah, real fucked up shit happens. That's that's how our capitalist bullshit society functions. If you get fucked over, someone sues you, you get money. That's reparations. That's how we work. Like, great, yep, they got fucked over. We should probably give them a bunch of money. I don't know, like, that, uh, whatever. I mean... Divisive. Enshrining a voice in the Constitution for only one group of Australians means permanently dividing our country. That's right, because Australian government should only hear from big mining companies, <laughs> big media, media um, oligarchs, uh, you know, only the really rich and powerful should ever be fucking heard. Not indigenous people. That, Man, you know, it should just you... be the established powerful lobbyists that should be heard. Yeah. Have, have you ever heard of the... Uh, have, you, do you, have you seen the show? Admittedly, the only place to watch it on binge is, and so admitting that I have a binge subscription 
and funneling any money towards Rupert Murdoch makes me very ashamed of myself. Um, although As it's it actually, um, I was, it's actually my sister's, so whatever. I'm not paying for it. Sucked in. Um, but uh, there's a show on there called Avenue Five, and it is very funny. And it's about like a uh, a crew uh, in the future, a cruise liner in space. And Hugh Laurie's the fake captain, and it's very funny. It's all just people like you know they get, they get sent off course, and they're going to be stuck on there for a hundred years. And it's like there's a lot of um, obvious commentary about the way the world works today, or whatever, basically, and how people are reacting to this ongoing disaster. And one of the funniest things is so there's the president of the United States, and then there's um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, it's the the uh, is it the POTUS POTUS or the po- yeah like the actual there's like a board that sits above the president and it's just made up of literally mining mining a mining billionaire a um, tech billionaire and like something else another billionaire three billionaires that sit above the president of the United States and have to like every decision he has to make has to come through them first. It sounds a bit fanciful, Nick. I I remember when uh, Kevin Rudd wanted to be bring in a mining super profits tax because of the obscene profits that were being made. And then it was just a tax on those super profits. And and I remember because he was the prime minister at the time, um, he was certainly able to get that through the parliament, and it didn't get immediately squashed by the much more powerful people in the uh, mining lobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I recall, that he was able to pass that, wasn't he? Because he was the prime minister. Yeah, he was in charge. Yeah, Yeah, he had all the power. Highest office in the country. Yeah, Um, it creates different classes of citizenship through an unknown body that has the full force of the constitution behind it. The full force of the Constitution behind it. That's just meaningless nonsense. It creates different classes of citizenship. Is a flat-out lie. Mm. No, it doesn't. Like, you, that's not what citizenship is. Anyway, mm-hmm. and, and then they step in, here, step in here, many Indigenous Australians do not support this. Well, they don't support it. Be, the ones who don't support it don't support it because it's not strong enough, yeah. not because it's too strong. And then they've got permanent. Putting Well, of course it's fucking permanent. We will be stuck with negative consequences. What are the negative consequences? Oh, okay. Here we go. Ten reasons to vote no. Ten. Nick? Okay. That is ten. ten. That is... All right. One. The voice is legally risky. Oh, I'm fascinated to hear what your legal advice is to how it's legally risky. What? (laughs) No, I can't see where they cite literally anyone. Chase Constitution is our most Mm. important legal document. Yep. Every word can be open to interpretation. Mm. Yeah, but not insane interpretation. Yeah. You can't read, they may make representations and turn that into, they can force changes to the laws. <laughs> That's like, that you can't, like it's, it, the Const- apparently the No campaign thinks that the Constitution is literally just uh, like a blank document and the High Court can just write whatever words it feels like onto mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's a novel interpretation of what the pot role and the powers of the High Court are. <laughs> like, I, I mean, so according to the No campaign, the High Court could just decide tomorrow that there's, that the, the, I don't know, Section 51 that allocates the powers of the states actually says everyone in the, the um, every member of the High Court is in fact a god <laughs> and um, yeah. above the law and can shoot anyone they feel like <laughs> and be like, who knows? One free assassination but, but, a year. Everyone in the high court. That's part of the. That's part of the rules. Yeah, I'm sorry, but can you rule out that the high court might decide that, even though the words in section 51 say something completely different? But what if they decided that those words meant something completely the opposite of what those words say, and instead <laughs> gave the power to the, the high court? Maybe they say, well, it says that the states have these powers. Oh, sorry, it doesn't actually say. It says that the federal parliament has these powers. But what if the high court decided that they, the federal parliament meant themselves? Yeah. I mean... That's it. 
Maybe they could redefine what words mean. That's it. I'm gonna, does, I'm gonna, what I'm does gonna, a word mean? I'm going to go join the high court, and every time there's some sort of judgment or a reading, I'll be like, I'll be reading the text. I'll be like, look, the way I interpret this law is that everybody has to give me all the money in their pocket. <laughs> like everybody in the room has to give me all the money in their pocket. Come on, guys. I'm the high court judge. It's the rules. It's in the constitution. Sorry, I don't make the rules. I just interpret them. <laughs> give me your wallet. I know what you peasants think those words mean, but I'm the High Court judge. I'll tell you what those words mean. And look, I know that nothing I've said is literally, you know, it's previously nobody has ever read those words and interpreted the way that I'm interpreting yeah. them. But that's just because they they're not as smart. And it was fucking. Anyway, I mean, if it was the U.S. Supreme Court, maybe. Yeah, fair. <laughs> those people are insane. No, anyway, um, no, that, that's wild. Every word can be open to interpretation. Yeah, but only within the realm of possible, like what the words could possibly yeah, be. Well, actually, and if you can find a way of interpreting, make representations to dictating laws, that's insane. That's not what that says. Yeah. Australia hasn't changed constitution since 1977. Oh, that's right, because the um, the Postal Survey wasn't actually a fucking reference. We didn't actually change the constitution with the marriage no. policy. That's right. For some reason earlier in this podcast, I forgot that. Yeah, no, no, that's right. It was. That's, do you remember? They, they, it wasn't even a referendum. It was just this fucking survey mm. because Parliament, the High Court had already decided that the Parliament had the power to do marriage equality and the Parliament was just too gutless to do it. It made us do all this brutal, this really demeaning vote. And then after that, they still were, you know, debated how they yeah. were going to do it. <laughs> and if they if were going to yeah. fucking... Oh, oh, yeah. Anyway, right after the last minute, they were like talking of putting in special powers for religious people to discriminate. Yeah. Against, yeah, yeah. This would be the biggest change to democracy in Australia's history. No. Oh, what is, what's that based on? That's fucking wild. Anyway, it is a leap into the unknown. The voice has not been road tested. We can say about literally any constitutional change. Yeah. So, and, and, there is no comparable constitutional body like this anywhere in the world. Well, it's not like you guys are saying, well, let's do what the... Hey, are you in the no campaign saying what we should adopt like the New Zealand model? Mm. <laughs> like, there are other countries around the world who've done, who've gone, who've done a lot more than this fucking half-assed change. Mm. Like... Yeah, you're right. Other bodies, other people in the world do something more substantial than this, not something as half-assed. Anyway, um, enshrining a voice in the Constitution means it's open to legal challenge and interpretation by the Hogwarts. But again, not in the way you're saying. Legal experts don't agree. Well, they don't agree with you, you fucking idiots. Cause, anyway, and can't know for sure how the High Court will interpret such a constitutional change. Yeah, but not within the, you know, still within the realm of possibility. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got a quote here from Ian Callanan, who was a former High Court judge. I would foresee a decade or more of constitutional and administrative law litigation rising out of the voice. Oh, fucking so what? I mean, you can... This opens a legal can of worms. Yeah, but the, the, the ironic thing here is that the people who'd be, who'd be doing all the litigation would be the same assholes behind the no case. The litigation would be like fucking mining companies and... Anyway. Two, yeah, there are no... Can you, can, you, can you litigate against someone having... An opinion on something like you know like if all they're doing is presenting an opinion to the parliament is there anything for them to litigate anyway like i don't know like i'm not a lawyer jeremy i'm not a lawyer is yeah. that explain to me is that something can you what can you actually like i don't know litigate or sue somebody over an opinion is that something you can do if they just present an opinion to parliament well the these the footnote for the quote from ian cullinan is uh, a reference to a story in the australian <laughs> so anyway um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the litigation would be, but so what? I mean, there's litigation. The High Court runs litigation all the time. <laughs> Two, there are no details. This is a big decision. However, the government won't reveal key details before the vote. We don't know how it will help disadvantage communities and close the gap. <laughs> See, the government shouldn't have allowed them to run this framing. Well, <laughs> we, we, mm. it, it hasn't solved these problems yet. Therefore, we shouldn't try it. 
Um, we don't, and unless unless the voice has a solution, a magic solution to fix you know two hundred years of, of oppression of indigenous people, then we can't do it. They've got to either solve it immediately and have a have a proposal for us before the vote, or they can't have a voice. It's not too much to ask, Nick. Yeah. No, they either sorry. have to solve this intractable problem that we've failed to solve, mm. or they don't get to have a go. Yeah. Well, look, you know, that makes perfect sense to me. If you, if you can't fix everything all at once. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we haven't fixed it, so why sh- but we should stay in charge of these things. Yeah. Anyway. Jeremy, hey, mate, come on, be fair. The coalition leading the no vote only had... 10 years in government, mate. It's really hard to get stuff done in a decade. You know, you don't know. Like, you know, they only had a majority for eight, like 10 years, mate. That's, how oh. do you get anything done in that time? It's tough. Peter Dutton was kicking himself when, when just after they lost government and the voice referendum was coming up, uh, he suddenly discovered all the things that were going on in Alice Springs. He was like, oh, if only <laughs> I dealt with that earlier. Oh, how'd I miss this? Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> So, don't know how we'll solve all those problems. Well, fuck it off. Well, mate, Peter, everyone forgets Peter, Dutton, Peter Dutton's an ex-Queensland cop, and they aren't well known for having a lot of sympathy towards the Indigenous community to start with. So, I would, uh, has a, I, I would recommend fully taking uh, uh, anything he says about the voice with a pretty heavy grain of salt. So, what are the other problems? What are the other details we need? Uh, we don't know how many members this voice would have. So, fucking what? So... We don't know if they could, would be elected or chosen or how this would occur. We don't know how it would make representatives or be held accountable. Accountable for what? Like, I don't know who fucking makes up all the lobbying groups in Parliament and how they're held accountable because they're fucking not. Yeah. So fucking what? Yeah, absolutely. No one's accountable. Yeah, no one's accountable for shit. These um, details would only be worked through after Australians have voted. Well, by the Parliament and you could vote them out if you were unhappy. According to the S campaign... Like, the Parliament works through lots of things. Anyway, according to the S campaign, it doesn't make sense to have details before the vote. Um, this is the wrong way around. You wouldn't buy a house without inspecting it or a car without test driving it. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> you wouldn't download a representative voice to Parliament. <laughs> oh. Yet you are being asked Man, to vote to change shit. our constitution without details. Oh, fuck off. The details of what the change is is uh, precisely above... In the pamphlet also, on the previous page. I was going to say, isn't this just what they said like three steps ago, but worded slightly differently? Like, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, no, no. This is very much fleshing it out to make it. Yeah, I was going to say, this is very much This is very much just look, look like there's a lot on the page for the people who read the first three sentences and go, yeah, you know what? I do hate Indigenous people. <laughs> That's literally all they should... I that, don't want to hear what they say. <laughs> that is literally the no campaign. The no campaign is... Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, they couldn't quite put it as expressly as this, but hey... You know all of the shit you think about Indigenous people who you don't really like very much? This gives it's them... True. They want this. Yeah. They want to have a voice. Therefore, yeah. vote no. That's yeah, literally their campaign. Um, and, like, you're being asked to vote to change our constitution without details. No, you're not. It's literally, like, that is not possible. That's... that. Is, you know what was different? When they did the marriage equality vote... They deliberately they put that one up. Turnbull put that the, the vote up without giving the specifics of what the change would be. Mm. Um, that uh, rather than what it should have been is this precisely what we're going to change. And then once we voted yes, that happened. But instead yeah. they tried to fudge it afterwards. But that's what the fucking anti side wanted. Mm. Australians shouldn't be asked to sign a blank check. And anyway, they've got a very powerful quote here from Senator Karen Lead, little the shadow minister. Australians should yeah, you're right. Australians shouldn't be asked to sign a blank check. Like the checks we're asked to sign all the time for 
defence shit <laughs> yeah. or the State Street tax cuts, which we still don't really know how much yeah. that's actually going to cost. Like, <laughs> we've already got too many blank checks. We can only have three blank checks. Any more than that is too many blank checks. It's, it's like a maximum of six blank checks. It's going to be number seven. <laughs> Absolutely not. Sorry, too many blank checks. No. But, oh, they've got a very convincing quote here from the, the Liberal Shadow Minister of Child Protection, who's apparently an Indigenous... Oh, they've, they've, they've shoved in their Indigenous members. So they've got... Of course, they've got Jacinta Price. Um, mm-hmm. And then Karen Little, who's the... the, the so basically, this, here, is, here are the conservative Indigenous women we have, which we are going to lean very heavily on. How can Australians possibly agree to something when we don't know the detail? That's not further evidence. That's literally just having one of your people repeat the same claim you just made that doesn't, doesn't make mm. sense. Three, it divides us. And so how do we know it's going to divide us? Because Jacinta Price says, this voice will not unite us. United, it will divide us by race. But that's literally... Did you see, uh, so Pauline Hanson was ranting on Twitter the other day about, about the race, they like to call it the race-based voice. Yeah. When's this race-based voice going to, proposal going to be pulled, in, pulled back? Or I'm like, when's your like race-based every- party <laughs> going to be folded, Pauline? Yeah. When's your race-based like, campaign? When's your entire race-based existence going to fucking disappear? Yeah, like, as if our parliament hasn't been race-based this entire time, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, it's, like it's projection. It's like, it's, it's um, accuse your opponents of what you're guilty of. They're racist, yeah. so they call racist first. Oh, dude, you'll love this too. Sorry, this is very off topic for the, for the podcast, but I'll just tell you this. So uh, I was out in Miles the other day uh, for work, and I was at a cafe. Great little cafe I like. And as I'm walking out, there's this little alleyway down the side you go down, and you can see onto the veranda, but there's like see-through plastic, you know, like the, the plastic covers over the veranda or whatever. So you can see through it, but you can't really hear. And sitting on the veranda as I'm walking out is Malcolm Roberts. And I see him and stop, and he turns and looks at me, and we lock eyes. And I like, I just, my, I felt my whole body just fill with rage, and I'm like, what do I do? I just shook my head at him and stormed off. But he was like, it, we, it was like an intense moment of staring at each other. We were like, Ugh. I mean, he could tell, he knew, he knew what I was thinking. It was, uh, all right, uh, let, anyway. let, let's stop. We could keep going through, they're all, they're all dumb. Um, and, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of podcast content in responding to this, and it's driving. It's actually hurting my brain. Um, and I, there's a more important thing. Like I want to talk about the Commonwealth yeah. Games thing, and then okay. finish. So let's yep. stop. Let's stop this. But let's before we get on to the Commonwealth Games, let's move to an important new segment. Okay. I don't know if I've made up some theme music. I might not have because I really just want to get this podcast up and edit it, and, yeah. and like people getting it. But um, imagine I put in some theme music. The new section, which is. Help Nick workshop what to say when he meets a dickhead right-wing politician. <laughs> it's an important section where we need to, like, because you might, particularly living in, in Queensland where you live, uh, yeah. run into Malcolm Roberts or some other right-wing dickhead politician. And, in fact, any of us might. Mm. And, and the problem is that when you run into a right, uh, when you're not expecting it, you're either going to be like, I can't say what I'm thinking because I'm going to get arrested. Somebody who, like a secret service person will leak from the shadows and arrest me for. <laughs> like, if I if I call the call the asshole, what they think of them. So then you don't do anything, and then they feel that they can walk through the community without people making trenchant and pointed observations mm. at them that they deserve everywhere they walk. Yeah. So I feel like what we almost need to do is put together a little database of for, for each of these politicians that you might run into, a bit of a. Like we need to catch all if you haven't yep. remembered the specific thing, but but also if you do run into a specific one of these assholes, to have something that you can fall back on, like you've workshopped it ahead of time. Yeah. Would you like me to Would you like me to run you through my history with running into politicians so far up to date? To give... Oh yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. So... I think this is an important thing for lefties. Like yeah. you might run into a right wing politician, and you will feel pressured by the the, the social mores of the of, of our community 
to be polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really important that you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so number one, my first uh, run-in with a politician years ago, and I think I've told you story personally, but I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. Um, I uh, Years ago, I went to a, a, a fitness camp in Thailand, um, and this was right at the time when Tony Abbott had just been ousted. And it was also around the time of the Canadian election, I believe. And so I'm in this, this weird like fitness camp. There's people from all over the world. Um, and we're at the restaurant. And I was, had been training at this Muay Thai camp for the last few days with this very tall lady, Peter. She was like uh, probably taller than me, but she was the only other one in the class who wasn't an old, you know, an old person or whatever. And so we were training. Peter? Yeah, Peter. So we were training together. Credlin. Well, Jeremy, don't spoil the story, mate. You've you've jumped to the end. Uh, yeah. So me and I and and like as 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 you were training with Peter Credlin. Haven't I told you this? Haven't I told you no, this story? No, I've oh, never dude. heard this story. Okay, dude. Sorry, right. by by putting the name in there, you've you've, you've, you've bailed the cat. Okay, all right. Sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. To, like you've you flagged it being Tony Abbott, and then a Peter has popped into well, the story. Well, this is so. this is this is why. Okay. So uh, I was training with this very tall lady. Um, we were matched up because you know she was the only other strong one. Uh, and so we're at later that night or or one of the nights when we were there, we're all sort of sitting at the restaurant because it was night of the Canadian election and there was a few Canadians there and they're talking about the pros and cons of the two candidates or whatever. And I was like, well, couldn't be any worse than the dickhead we just got rid of this uneaten fucking moron. And I've given Tony Abbott the biggest spray ever. I'm like, so glad that dumb cunt lost his job. Like I'm flying off. (laughs) I'm fully going ham because I'm in Thailand. I'm feeling confident. Like everyone, I was like, no one knows who cares, you know? And so I'm fully flying off. And then the, the next day I see my training partner, uh, partner uh, Peter. Uh, I'm in the pool at the resort. Um, and she comes out on the phone on the balcony and she's like in tears. And she sees me and like starts crying harder and kind of like gives me a look and then storms back into the building. I'm like, fuck, what have I done with her? And then we get to training that afternoon and I'm like holding, the, the, I'm holding up some like pads or whatever. And she's like fully clearly trying to kick me in the face and i'm like what's oh going God. on and like i'm dodging and like because this this lady this particular individual has very long strong powerful legs she is not a <laughs> tiny person is fully just trying to take my head off and i'm like oh oh, oh peter what are you doing like we're just training mate there's no big deal here and i couldn't couldn't understand what was going on um and then that night i'm having dinner with this expat we're sitting there at dinner and i'm like oh man peter was really trying to take my head off and training today i do not know what the goes with that and she's like really you idiot like, how do you not know who that was? The amount you go on about Australian politics, you don't know who that was? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, that's Peter Credlin, mate. And fully, then I realise it fully is. And then, I like, she was there with her staff. The papers said that she had taken off to, like, a Tuscan villa or something to, to hide out. But she was actually just in Thailand, this fitness camp, with her chief of staff. Uh, what was his name? Charles Big, this big, tall, um, the big, tall guy. And then she had this, there was a very tiny girl that was also there with her. They were her, yeah, her core staff or whatever. And she'd gone away. And so I just fully ranted about how glad I was that she'd lost her job in front of her within a week of it happening. Yeah. Without knowing it, without knowing it. And I can't, like, part of me now, which is I, I had realized who she was and could have attempted to talk to her first before then ranting about how glad I was she lost her job. But anyway, so that's how I made Peter Credlin cry in Thailand. Uh, that was pretty cool. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I wish you'd realized that as she was punching at you and, and, she's, and she'd said to you, you don't know who I am and you'd realize it. And then you'd been able to say back to her, oh my God, you're part of, <laughs> you're, you Oh my, you're one of those. Holy crap, Peter. You harm so many people. Do you not feel any guilt? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. These people, you need to be able to come back to them and be like, not ashamed that you called out their bullshit, but like Peter Credlin. If Peter's right in front of you, like, 
do you not realize how many people were harmed by your bullshit? The, the what your the brutality of your government. Only I'm not ashamed that I called it out. Only that I um, only that I wasn't given the opportunity to think through uh, how I talked to her. Like at least attempt a civil conversation first and then hook in. You know, like. But you didn't. You, so so that you had your fight. That was your final session with her. Then well, your friend she, told you I, that that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. And then she like her and her like they all their staff cleared out the next day. They'd already been there a week or something. It was crazy. <laughs> like it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this is by like, a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, it. So so even after. So I'm amused that after you did that, she still showed up to do the training with you. Well, she was. It was just like training in general, but we just got paired up pretty much every time because she was. You know, so you never really like you never really knew. But then I think she was glad because she was really trying to, I think she was looking for an excuse to take my face off, mate. She was kicking like she wanted me dead. Like, and she probably, she genuinely probably did. So you know, I was like, what's going on here? Like, I was just holding the bag. And like, stuff. can we, we fucking send him to an island? We, we, Is that some fucking <laughs> island we can send that guy to? Oh, mate, I have no no doubt that at some point someone's going to show up on my door. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so that was uh, that was fun. That's Peter Cred- That's my Peter Credlin story. That's a good story. I once uh, sat next to or behind Bob Catter on a ferry on the way from Stratty and I called a mate and very loudly had a conversation with how much I hate Bob Catter. So, I mean, that was yeah, not... not it was pretty cowardly, not direct at all, but that was pretty funny. Um, one time driving along the highway, I drove along a four, next to a four-wheel driver, a Toyota Land Cruiser that had Paul Enhancer stickers on the side. And so I sped up, like I sped, I went over the speed limit to pull up next to her to then like sort of get her, it was her driving, uh, to wave. And then when she like waved back, I like turned the wave into the finger <laughs> and then she scowled <laughs> and then I drove off. That was pretty good. Pretty proud of that one. But yeah, this most recent one with uh, just locking eyes with Malcolm Roberts and death staring him for a few a good few like i'd say at least a good 10 seconds while well, we both just tensed up and if there hadn't been a plastic barrier i don't know maybe i would have jumped it who knows but just this death stare for a few seconds and then just i just shook my head and walked away it was uh pretty good well imagine imagine here if i've just dropped it if i bothered to go and dig out the old audio of you know andrew bolt ranting about the barbarians of the left and how uncouth the left is because it's, like, <laughs> it's one of the classic right-wing um response so the right wing has all the power. They control all of the means, you know, all of the media. Very, very few lefty billionaires who own news, <laughs> newspapers and TV stations. Um, <laughs> like they have, they have all the, they have all the, and, and then the, you know, the one outlet that they didn't control being the public broadcasters, they fucking control them now too. Yeah, they got that. They got, that's a they punch them into. Yeah. yeah. So the right is very comfortable in in, in same as the Marine Faruqi thing. They're very comfortable being like, no, the only thing that you can do is. Um, if you're poor, you can fight for your shit, but you've got no power, so who cares? And if you're rich, you better fucking advocate for rich people or you're a brutal class traitor will punish you. Yeah. you know, and also the fundamental thing of the left wants to change things, but they have to live in the world as it is now. Mm. Therefore, they're fucking hypocrites. Whereas we on the right, who don't want to change anything, we're principled because we we live comfortably and, and in, <laughs> in the world that is the, the way that we like it. Yeah. So aren't we great? And we cling to power mercilessly. <laughs> but simultaneously, like they can do the... We're just politely starving the poor and dragging refugees off to remote islands <laughs> and um, you know doing all the brutal shit we do it. But we do it politely. It's the same way as with American policy. Yeah. Right? They were like... Or, or in the you know anti-trans shift, they'll be like, we're just speaking up for 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 women's rights mm. uh, with the, with the, that that fucking bullshit where they try and appropriate feminism. But in the marriage oh, equality man, thing, yeah. they're just like, we just we we're just standing up for marriage. We're not 
you know, yes, we are denying you the same human right that we enjoy, but um, we're doing it politely. We're not raising our voice or using rude words. And you guys are getting all angry. Mm. Why you guys get? Why you guys get so wrapped up? It's not like people are yeah. dying and shit. I mean, people are, but they're usually black or gay. So who cares? <laughs> it, it really is. It's really this trap of feeling that we that that we have to um, adhere to. In fact, and and letting ourselves be cowed by the right wing. Oh, mm. look how angry, angry, and look the the left. The left smashing up some things and burning flags and using rude words and shouting and blocking traffic and you know they're just you know this civil disobedience it's mm. so it's so inconsiderate like this politeness critique oh man um yeah. and the idea that you you know we you're uncouth because you did a middle finger to Pauline whereas which is all very of course they want that because. They want to be able to go off and do all this shit and only be surrounded by the people who agree with them mm. and have the rest of the public cowed sufficiently to not make a scene. To be too well, scared of anything, yeah. Fuck that. The, the power that, that ordinary people have is to make a scene and is to try and make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you remember the old thing? Oh, it was when Bolt was meeting with Sheridan in Ligon Street or something mm. and some students came in and were like, blasting them from in the restaurant and all this thing about how horrible it was that they couldn't enjoy a meal in peace. It's like... You regular you support policies, and, and in fact, you fucking let the media go off and hound ordinary people whenever you can get away with it as well. You're mm. not interested in leaving your political opponents in peace. You're like, oh, but I should be able to do it. I should be able to do all my harm without, you know, inconvenience or or embarrassment to me. No, fuck you. Fuck off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, when you meet Malcolm Roberts, they got a workshop. Because I, I think he's I think he's like from out that way. So I think you know there's a there's a good chance now I'm covering out that area a lot more for work that I might uh, run into him again. What do you reckon? All right. What are the things that you're most angry about from Malcolm Roberts? I mean, like, I suppose he's been quiet for a while, uh, but he was very um, vocal during the uh, marriage plebiscite and. I know, he's still just, like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of the mining shit, he's a senator that is voting, like, you know, who is an ex-mining engineer who has a, you know, like, quite a big stake in the mining industry and continues to, you know, like, continues to and advocate. he does everything he can to harm right, actual yeah. climate change. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's his thing. So, yeah, like, I'm pretty mad about that. Yeah, you, yeah maybe that's what you shouted him. He's like, hottest fucking day ever on the planet, you dickhead. Yeah, well, that would have been good. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, see how we're all sweating and you have to sit in the air conditioning when you're outside? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I was thinking of having kids one day. Any any other plans you got to fuck over their conditions before they're, before they're born? Mm. Oh, yeah. Fucking psychopath. Yeah. And, and it's real good to see him in a, in a, like, in a mining town. <laughs> you know, like, it's probably, you know, probably was wearing a, you know, could have been if I'd seen him actually put a jacket on, he probably would have been wearing a QC, uh, you know, what is it, QCG or whatever. Queensland, no, Q, fuck, I should know the, yeah, Q, QGC, yeah, Queensland Gas Corporation. That's it. Yeah, he probably would have been wearing one of the jackets. Anyway, that would have been a much snappier line had I not fumbled it. Anyway, cool. Oh, that's right. He's got his stupid shit about the about that NASA is faking data. Like, oh, hey, hey, Malcolm, 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 has NASA did NASA open your mail? Or, or sorry, did NASA spit in your drink, dickhead? He sucks. Yeah, I don't like him. Um, oh, he's he's convinced of that. Oh, that's right. He's got. He thinks there's a um. A Jewish conspiracy to introduce global socialism. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> hey, you whack job! Oh uh, man, have you have you got any new new wacky conspiracies? I love that. I love that. I love the, the, the Jews are all the rich people that control society, but then they're also socialists who want to, you know, like who want to do it. It's like, uh, is that 
Aren't they conflicting? Aren't they conflicting ideas? But okay. Hey, 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 Malcolm, why don't we get back at those evil Jews by taxing rich people more, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, let's get them. Uh, anyway, cut that out. <laughs> well, no, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just, no, on his, yeah, yeah. I'm not advocating that wacky <laughs> no, conspiracy. Yeah, I, I was yeah. like, hey, hey, you know those elites you hate yeah. so much? Let's tax them more, exactly. eh? Exactly, let's get them. Yeah, how are you, man? Anyway. Half wit. All right. I'm probably too games. drunk for this. Yep. All right, I am now sufficiently uh, scotched up. So I did want to talk with you about housing and shit, but I think we might do that next week. Absolutely. I was, that's absolutely. I've, I've got a lot to say about housing. I think I can fill it now on it easily. So should we should we just touch on briefly the Commonwealth Games thing? Because I, I thought, I, I, well, I, I don't think I'm alone in this. It's, it's actually been re- really reassuring to see how many Australians are being like, yeah, no. Like, I thought we'd be very much more, how you, why are you taking away our circuses? But people have been yeah. very much like, no, Dan, that's great. Thanks for cancelling it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. If it's going to lose us. I think people have worked out that the Commonwealth Games and, and like the Olympics and all that is actually... Like, it's, it's the same as, like, the World Cup in third world countries and stuff. It actually just sucks for the people. Like, anybody who lives in the area... I mean, like, you know, like even... Uh, one of my cousins, I think, rents one of the one of the, the rooms in the, the Gold Coast village from the last Commonwealth Games or whatever. <laughs> was it Commonwealth Games? Or it was Commonwealth Whatever yeah. was at the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. And they live in... And it's like... They just... Yeah, it just leaves this weird gap in, in in an area afterwards. And I think that there's just enough awareness of that now. And I, I love the media talking about the whole Dan Andrews thing with the Commonwealth Games, especially being from Queensland, someone who has no real stakes in Victoria. I feel like the media are kind of like, come on, guys, this is something we should all be mad about, right? Like, uh, <laughs> no, really isn't is. this, let's talk about this. But everyone's just like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, fair enough. Cool. Like, Dan, cancel that. It sounds like a bad idea. Let's not do it. And they're like, oh, but he didn't even consider the other options. What if we just did it all in the city? And everyone's like, yeah, no, that would suck for the people in the city. Let's just not bother. Like, yeah, let's just not. Let's just not. And say we let's just not and say we did. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it does It does feel like the... Um it's a, the, the the Olympic Games and the Commonwealth Games. They're all a little bit like the uh, Lyle Landley selling the the monorail to Ogdenville, oh, Brockman. Absolutely, <laughs> By I put them yeah. and put them on the map. The only support here in Queensland for the Olympics, like the only, because everyone in Brisbane, like you know, like all the people around, you know, where that's where they where they 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 bulldozing that school in an area that really needs that school, like. I think a lot of Brisbane is not keen on the Olympics because Brisbane's already, we hate traffic. We hate how shit gets fucked up. Like, I mean, I live, my place in Brisbane is right around the corner from Suncorp Stadium. And whenever there's a football game or an event there, I, like, I fucking hate it. Like, it doesn't even matter if it's like the Foo Fighters or, or an event at Suncorp Stadium that I would like to go to. I hate it. It makes my life so hard for, the, for that time. Like, it sucks. And I think everyone in Brisbane is on board with that. The only reason there's any support in Queensland for the Olympics. And this is so dumb because it's something that shouldn't need the Olympics to happen, but apparently it's the only way we might get it across the line is a, an actual like passenger train from Toowoomba, like from the regions to Brisbane. That's the only reason anybody actually gives a shit about the Olympics in Queensland. Otherwise everyone would be like, yeah, fuck it. No, get rid of it. That sucks. That's a terrible idea. Like really, honestly. Yeah. And it doesn't do like Queensland's fucking huge and it's not under anything for a huge chunk of the state. And there's like, yeah. like literally the Greens and I think fucking Bob Catter were like a unity ticket about the uh, being opposed yeah, to it. Like yeah. that is a yeah. thing where left and right can be can be like come together and be like, this is fucked. It's not doing this anything sucks, for the regions yeah. and it's not doing anything like. And the two criticisms. So obviously it's a bit odd that Victoria chased mm. the games and then 
then cancelled them and uh, they're like, well, why is it so much more? And first of all, yeah, thank you for identifying finally that, that the quotes given by the consultants at the beginning of these things are always lower than the real cost. <laughs> and the figures at the end can be high. Like, these figures are always rubbery and people, they always pick the one that matches where they are now. So, yeah, they're bullshit figures. So are yeah. you as the media going to call for more rigorous figures? No, you're not. You're not calling for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love... I love that one of the criticisms of, of Dan Andrews is like, you know, well, they said it was $2 billion originally, and then now he's saying 7 and they're like, will it really be 7 And it's like, yeah, uh, like, okay, it might be a blown out, so we could, but it could be. Like, shit, crazier shit's happened. Like, there, it's not like anything else in Australian politics has blown out to that degree, except for everything else that has, you know, that someone's budget early on has blown out to exactly that degree. So, like, fuck it. Like, well, as yeah. I understand it, the criticism of, of Dan, and, like, it's, you know, a bunch of people like Neil Mitchell who were, like, last week telling him he should cancel the games, and then he does, and he's like, they're like, how dare you cancel the games? But as I understand the right-wing critique, it's, it's, it's that it must be because of labour mismanagement. And why is it labour mismanagement? Because A, you could have done it cheaper, not in the regions, and B, Daniel Andrews and his union mates are pushing up the cost of everything. Mm. So let's look at both of those. One, it's wild that the right is telling the regions go fuck yourselves, it's more expensive doing stuff there, so you in the region should get nothing. It should just be all about us in the capital cities. That's what we, the Conservatives, that's what we, the National Party in yeah. Coalition, are saying. We're saying, you fuckers, you shouldn't do stuff in the regions. We, the National yeah. Party, <laughs> that says we represent the regions, uh, yeah. we're saying that Labor is being shit because they're doing something for the regions. Yeah. So that's critique one. <laughs> so, fuck you. And also... Like, Andrews is doing the thing, I don't know if you picked this up in Queensland, but, like, they're actually still building the stuff. Like, the whole point is yeah, yeah. they're just going to build the stuff without the additional boondoggle shit for, the, for running the games. <laughs> so, we, in the regions, we get the stuff, but not the bad yeah. shit. That's good. Yeah, hey, it's good to get um, some And stuff. the other one yeah. of being, oh, Daniel Andrews and his union mates pushing up, up costs. Okay. Say that was true. That's Probably bullshit. Mate, if you can't get an electrician to your house at the moment in Queensland, you know, within six months, like, how are they going to get uh, people to build fucking stadiums and shit in time? Yeah. No, it's that. But let's, say, let's, let's pretend for a minute that, that, that they're not just talking absolute shit and that somehow Daniel Andrews has worked to employ, increase the salaries of workers in the, the working on these projects. Mm. Say that was true, which it obviously isn't. But say that's that's their that's their fantasy. That's what they think's happened, and that's why everything's more expensive. Yeah. Say it was true. All right. Well, we're in a cost of living crisis, uh, where house prices have skyrocketed well ahead of wages. Everything at the supermarket is being they're profiteering the shit out of everything, and and we're all wages aren't keeping up. Mm. So we need wages to grow, because obviously the inflation's got nothing to do with fucking wages, because wages are flat. Yeah. It's about time the fucking wages caught up with inflation. Thank you. All right. Well, apart from you know improving social security, uh, which would help with wages, ending public service wage freezes, and improving industrial rights, which all were things which would improve wages. Mm. You know what else would improve wages? Union workers in these industries being paid more by some kind of corrupt pro-union labour premier, who's apparently, according to the right, giving them all these nice contracts where they get paid good wages. That flows through to all yeah, of us. Yeah. <laughs> that, if those wages go up, they can pay more for services. Everything we all get paid more. Mm. That's fucking great. Like, imagine that were true. That's what we fucking need. Their critique is workers should be paid less, and the regions should go fuck themselves. Good luck with that argument, right wing assholes. Mate, Jeremy, what are you talking about, mate? 
workers getting paid more is the worst thing that can happen. Have you heard of inflation, mate? It's all because we're paying people too much. That's why we got to. That's why we got to. No, 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 no. We're paying rich people yeah, too no, much. No. <laughs> no, sorry. That's that was uh, yeah. That's my. Uh, that's it has been a, a real a little little bee in my bonnet the last few uh, last few weeks is this talk of having to raise unemployment so that we can get inflation down. It's like, yeah, every indication is that, like, you know, wages haven't gone anywhere in, like, a billion years and uh, the inflation's all from corporate price gouging. But, yeah, cool, all right, let's, let's like, get more people sacked. Why not? And also, at the same time, it's being like, and also we should be starving them to punish them for being unemployed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we must make sure that there are this many unemployed people and also they should be on half the poverty Yeah, line. they should starve while Fuck they do you. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's blame yeah. them for the thing that we are deliberately doing well, to Jeremy, them. Jeremy, you're starting to sound a little unpolite and uncivilised, and that's not what politics oh. is. Dangerous and close oh, to being unpolite, mate. Fucking lefty. Oh, fuck. Uncivilised. Maybe it shouldn't be called Well May We Say. Maybe we should call the podcast Barbarians of the Left. <clears throat> Something like that, mate. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Anyway, the important thing is that according to the Herald Sun, questions are being asked of Dan Andrews and, and that there should be people are saying that there should be a, uh, should be a Senate uh, a Royal Commission and there should be a Senate inquiry and there's a Senate committee being set up and you know people are asking questions according to the Herald Sun those people specifically do you know who the person is? No. Okay I'll give you a hint do you remember a couple of years ago there was a, a politician who was very specifically allocating sports grants in marginal seats in an attempt to win the election with sports grants? It's sounding familiar. I think the term we used for it was sports rorts. Do you remember mm. that there was... Is, you remember that? is she someone who constantly sells out the people she represents for big corporate interests and stuff? Is that her? Well, I mean, I, I, without making giving somebody some kind of defamation action, I don't know. No, I'm going to stop. All right, let's record that. I keep doing it. Okay. No, no, no. You no, no. You're you're thinking, who yeah, that person was. You might be talking. I don't know who no, you're no, talking no, about. Yeah. Okay, I'm well, just you saying, tell, okay, you tell me. I'm just saying that there was be, uh, a particular politician who was connected with sports rorts, yeah. uh, and it happens to be the same one who's calling for this. Mm. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. That's pretty weird. And also, Is he's it? a Nationals MP who happens to be uh, apparently opposed to uh, regional games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does she always wear, like, R.M. Williams shirts and... It's Bridget McKenzie. Yes. Yeah, okay. Anyway. All right. okay. Yeah, that's, okay. That's what I was getting at. Anyway. All right. Cool, cool. <laughs> just, just the, the... I'm going to get you sued. <laughs> no. I, I think sports was fairly well established. Yeah. I, I mean, it could be like a bit... Seriously, if if... Bridget McKenzie sued people over for calling her out on sports rorts. It would be it would be like taking the Ben Robert Smith thing. Oh, that happened while we were away from the yeah, podcast oh as well. Man, there's, I've got a lot of thoughts oh. on that too, but yeah. So this is what happens when you take a break, Jeremy. The 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 list piles up behind you, you know. Seriously, I've done three or four running sheets for podcasts that never got recorded. Mm. Oh, you've sent yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm aware. You've sent me a bunch of stuff once to read, and I was like, Ugh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Stop sending me running sheets, Jeremy. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> if we're not going to do the podcast, I'm not reading. No, nah, fair. All right, I've had enough of this. Let's, oh, it's nice to be back, though. It is good to be back. I actually, you know what? I'm not, I haven't had enough of this. The Commonwealth Games thing was fucking great. Mm. It is the first time anything good has ever happened with any of these fucking major sporting events. Yeah. And it, it was so glorious to have a politician go, no, this circus is not worth it. Mm. No, I'm cancelling it. I've never seen that happen. So, you know, okay, hottest. we've got bad, unprecedented things. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the yeah. we're all fucked and the, the climate is out of control. We're, we're all doomed. And this summer is going to be a fucking nightmare. Mm. Anyway, there's there's that. But we have an unprecedented situation of a national leader going, no, nah, I'm cancelling these games. The, the, the maths doesn't add up anymore. I know we signed off on it. Now it's shit. I'm making the decision to cancel them. Yeah. That 
is unprecedented. That is unprecedented, and it's very good news. And what I love too is a lot of like when I was watching, like I think it was on Insiders this weekend, and in the media, I was talking about the media again. They all were like, well, oh, you know, sorry, no, that's right. They interviewed Susan Lay on Insiders, and she was like, Anthony Albanese has to call Dan Andrews and intervene. And I think it has to be the other way around. I think Dan Andrews has to call Anthony Albanese and be like, see, bro, when you just put your foot down and go, you know what, that's a really shitty idea, let's not do it. Maybe I yeah. reckon you learn from from my uh, from my example, and hey, maybe stage three tax cuts. You're like, yeah, you know what? I said I was going to do it. Shit idea. Let's cut that. And everyone's actually pretty. Oh. Everyone's pretty cool about it. You know, like maybe they could have cancelled those. Yeah, fucking cost of living crisis. They could have cancelled it. And and what fucking gets me about that? I, I just got my tax back, mm. and it was th- my refund was thirty two dollars. Yeah, it's normally a couple of thousand. Why? Because they got rid of the the offset. So. Low to middle income earners are paying more tax to subsidise fucking stage three tax cuts. We live, like everybody who is not a rich bastard just got a tax rise, mm. and Labor thinks that that's more saleable yep. than ending it on the fucking rich assholes. I mean, what? Yep, it's pretty. They're not easy. very good at politics, man. They're not. They're very bad at it, and I generally worry that they, yeah. Well, I mean, not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to root for Labor, but they are gonna f- like. I think it'll fucking lose real bad. I reckon. I really yeah. think in the next election, everyone's like, "Oh, Labor's still riding high." Nah, man. I reckon they've tanked it. I reckon they've really chunked this. Liberal Party doing what they always do, just say nay, say everything, and it. I think that's that's the track. There's already getting. You know, we're already starting to see people turn on immigrants and stuff like. Like it's already the ball's already rolling. Maybe they hold on through the next election. I think they'll hold on through the next one. But there's no way they're. they're, they're, they're I don't think there's any way they're making three terms. Absolutely not. I, I would like. I think the best case scenario is that they um, that they did some minority government after the next election. I mean, that's the best case scenario anyway, because the only way that Labor stops being shit is when they when they have to work with the Greens. But even when, yeah, that's the thing though. Like even when I, I worry, because even when there is a minority government, like with with Julie Gillard, when you look back, it's like, will Labor having to work with the Greens actually force them to do some good shit or better, yeah. like better than bad shit? But then all that happens is the coalition run the line that it's chaotic government and, you know, whatever else. And people buy that because, again, they don't pay enough attention. And then that just gives them an excuse to vote for the Conservatives again, whether they deserve it or not. So as much well, as I want... Well, they'll do that anyway. That, that, yeah. that, that, that's, that doesn't come down to the, the minority government. That comes down to the fact that Labor just insistent on fucking everything up. Yeah, yeah. Being, um, being at, least, at least if they have to work in coalition with the Greens, then we can get some... Like, we got a decent climate policy last time. Mm. Okay, so we should... And, and obviously the yeah, big thing gonna... we haven't talked about is housing this week. So let's do a podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Let's do a regular weekly podcast. Yeah. And next week, let's talk about the housing shit. Let's and do it. and th- there is the, there is an inquiry now, which I think we've got to record the podcast in time where people can still do their submissions for the um, if your rental experiences and so forth. Yeah, absolutely get them through. If you've got any experience at all, like I hear my day job all day. I think I've said on the podcast before, I'm a property valuer and I'm going to houses all the time. And I've had so many conversations in the last few months. Like basically every valuation I've done, if it's, if it's, the property is tenanted and I'm meeting the tenant there, the tenant is panicking. They're going to get kicked out. And yeah. there's so many people with really shit experiences. So if you do have any experience that you want to, yeah, absolutely, please submit they, they, that. They need all the anecdotes. They need all the specifics. Did you see the one that the, the Sydney renter who got a no grounds eviction notice after requesting a shower rail under the NDIS? Yeah, I did see uh, that. This was, um, yeah, uh, it was just from Friday. It was a story in the, in the Guardian. The, the fact that no, reason, no grounds mm. eviction still exists. Anyway, 
let's talk about housing on the next episode. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about so what's much. been happening, yeah. and um, it's a big issue. And I'm not. There's no point squeezing it in at the end no, of the podcast. Yeah, now, so not. let's yeah. let's cover it next time. Sounds good. Even though I've I've I don't know how to say this on the podcast. Well, you can become a, home, a homeowner. That's fine as long as you're not a, a landlord. Then you're okay. Which is we ex- have just. It, do you know what it feels like? We've, mm-hmm. we, we've we've found a we found a house in regional Victoria, which we own a portion of. The, the government <laughs> owns the government owns a quarter of it. Yeah. Like we only just even as two professional people, mm. we only just. It feels like grabbing the last life raft as the waters rise. Like it really feels like, and only by moving to the regions and grabbing on this thing where the government owns twenty five percent of our home, like. It's really even that that and that and even that we feel incredibly lucky that we've just been able to grab on and get out as it gets even worse, and that is fucking not sustainable. If 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 we're oh mate, look, I, I've, this is because there's a lot I want to say about that as well. Like this is yeah, okay. Let's talk about it next yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely, we got to go into this because right. this is going to kick off the whole thing. Yeah, Nick, have you got any anything you want to plug? I do. I have lots of things I want to plug. Uh, please go to my Instagram, Nick Car Official, or, uh, and then add that and um, follow me. Or if you're anywhere in the Darling Downs region. I run comedy shows in uh, monthly shows in Toowoomba at Mouseproof Brewery. We've got uh, one coming up this weekend on the uh, was it 30th on the Sunday. Free show, so just come along. It's 6 p.m. at Mouseproof Brewery. Uh, and then I run a monthly show out of Warwick at a great little brewery out there called Psycho Susie's. Every single month is packed, so make sure you get in book in early. Um, great comedy. It's really fun. Last uh, last Saturday, Basically, both shows are last Saturday of every month is Warwick. Last Sunday of every month is uh, Toowoomba. It's a lot of fun, so please come on both of those. But you can get details of those on my Instagram or at Down to Clown Comedy on Instagram as well. Also, I am doing my uh, show that I took to Adelaide Fringe last year, uh, The Invisible Hand, which is basically a, a left-wing progressive politics uh, comedy show, uh, which I uh, yeah, which which yeah, got some pretty good reviews down in Adelaide. So I'm doing that again at Good Chat Comedy Club in Brisbane on September. I think it's the, the second or the fourth, whatever. It's a Saturday at 6 p.m. Get tickets online at goodchatcomedy.com.au. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I nearly dragged uh, one of the guys from the Chaser to it last time, but he cancelled on me. <laughs> Five we minutes should, into the show. <laughs> you should bring it down to Wang. You should uh, do yeah, like a regional. I could do it, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom comes up and does shows up at Wang. Yeah, I'll do it too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do it. I'd love to get around, man. I, I need to spend more time getting around to do comedy and less time doing my shitty-ass day job. So, anyway, that's that's for me to work out. All right, well, I don't, I don't have anything to plug other than uh, we are going to be back and doing more regular podcasts. We're going to um, push through the... Jer- Jeremy's, hang on, as soon as the children go to bed, I'm stuffed. We're going to push through that. And we're going to do regular, regular weekly podcasts. So we're going to come back. I know I've said that before, and you don't believe me. And and fair enough, fair enough. I've, I've, are you familiar with Nick? Do you know? Do you know an old Hilaire Belloc poem named Matilda, who told lies and was burned to death? Mm, uh, I, yeah. Look. Uh, yep. I'm very familiar with poetry, Jeremy. I'm. I, I love poetry. I, I read heaps of it. I'm so into poetry. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I was amused to find a they t- there's a version at the library where they'd, they'd actually turn it into a children's book. Matilda, who told lies and was burned to death. Which I, I reiterate that is the title. Although <laughs> the um, children's book version slightly amended that to just being Matilda, who told lies. Dot dot dot. They they edited it out on the cover. And was burned to death. Is it, it's the, was it's, it originally, uh, at least originally, like released in like French or something like that? So the title sounds fancy. Oh no, it rhymes. It's it's mm. set in England. And do you, hang on. All right, wait a minute. Who who would like a poetry corner for a second? 
Do you want me to tell you? Oh my God, Jeremy! No, we, this is we're one forty-five. We're at one hour forty-five. There's no, we Are can't we? do poetry right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're an hour forty-five. Anyway, the, the story the story is about Matilda who tells lies uh, and he's not believed. <laughs> and gets burned yes. to death. <laughs> anyway, my point is, my point is, even though, how does it end? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She gets burned to death. That's great. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Every time she shouted fire, they only answered little liar. And therefore, when her aunt returned, Matilda and the house were burned. Anyway, I will do a podcast next week. Yeah. You have my solemn un- intention. You have my solemn intention. <laughs> I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Matilda, who told lies and was burned to death, by Hilaire Belloc. Matilda told such dreadful lies, it made one gasp and stretch one's eyes. Her aunt, who, from her earliest youth, had kept a strict regard for truth, attempted to believe Matilda, the effort very nearly killed her, and would have done so had not she discovered this infirmity. For once, towards the close of day, Matilda, growing tired of play and finding she was left alone, went tiptoe to the telephone and summoned the immediate aid of London's Noble Fire Brigade. Within an hour, the gallant band were pouring in on every hand, from Putney, Hackney Downs and Bow, with courage high and hearts aglow. They galloped, roaring through the town, Matilda's house is burning down! Inspired by British cheers and loud proceeding from the frenzied crowd, they ran their ladders through a score of windows on the ballroom floor, and took peculiar pains to souse the pictures up and down the house, until Matilda's aunt succeeded in showing them they were not needed and even then she had to pay to get the men to go away. It happened that a few weeks later her aunt was off to the theatre to see that interesting play, The Second Mrs Tanqueray. She had refused to take her niece to hear this entertaining piece, a deprivation just and wise to punish her for telling lies. That night a fire did break out. You should have heard Matilda shout. You should have heard her scream and bawl and throw the window up and call to people passing in the street, the rapidly increasing heat encouraging her to obtain their confidence, but all in vain. For every time she shouted, Fire! they only answered, Little liar! And therefore, when her aunt returned, Matilda and the house were burned.